Okay. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I am your host, Arch Madness. Get to our guest here in just a second. It's Dorsey, by the way. Hey, Dorsey. Uh, get to our guest here in just a second. Uh, I got to check in. We got to check in on Flight Pattern Bob, who I I didn't really get any feedback, Bob, on whether that was good or not, having you be 25% more louder. Okay. okay. Let me hear you again, Bob. Talk, check, Bob. Check, check, check. He's doing a check. Oh, coming. yeah. Is there a plane coming? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Here it early. comes. Oh, yeah. It's fly pattern bound. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. That is out of Philly. Uh, 107 souls. 107 in the soul department. One hot chick. Only there's one? There's only one hot one. chick. It Coming is Philly. from Philly. I know. Well, you just you don't know anymore. So, and we're going to introduce our, our guest here in just a second. We're going to I'll introduce Dorsey here in just a second. But Bob, let's get an update because you know you have. Can we talk? Because we're recording this on Wednesday, and Ian hit today. Right. So, can you tell us anything about your Tampa? Uh, real estate is yeah. a state down there. Your estate, the Tampa estate. It's good right now. It, uh, it, went, it came inland south of us. Okay. So we're going to get a lot of rain and some wind. But this is hurricane pattern, Bob. It's hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do I have to keep an eye on the judge? No, you're good. Tonight. Uh, last time I had Bob, he was, uh, he was in charge of uh, air traffic. Uh, also the weather because we were, we had a storm warning that night and then I had the, uh, Aaron judge. It was the night after he got 60. So everyone was seeing if he, you know, he's played like almost a week and a half, Bob, and he hasn't, he hasn't had a hit or a home run yet. So that's all in the last episode, but, uh, so everything's good though. And your friends down there, everybody's all my friends are fine. right now. Okay. All right. And you can kind of hear him now doors, right? In that 25% more, 25% more. All right, our guest, and this is going to be a good one because I think, you know, we're not going to do the Gimme Five per se. Bob, I'm sorry. Bob, Bob, that segment means jack to you. You do not care about the Gimme Five segment. But I think what we'll do, when we talk to our guest here, he's seen a lot of shows. We've seen a lot of shows. Me, him, and Bob have seen a show. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things happening with this guest. He is the QFM 96 program director, Mike Dorsey. Dorsey, what's up? What's up, Arch? You know, I was just thinking, it's been quite a while, believe it or not. We haven't done this since Picktown Palooza 2022. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, 2021. That was the Unplugged episode yes. where we did our favorite Unplugged because Great White was, or Jack Russell's Great White was performing. And that was, and we just started talking about how good their Unplugged was. So then that whole, that was a good one. Mike Todd from the Blue Jackets. Oh, yeah. He was a blast. Stopped by and did the whole thing there. Uh, Dorsey, thank you so much for coming. And so what we're going to do, I figure let's just talk about some of the concerts that you've seen and we've seen because you've been on the road. I mean, yeah, we saw Greta and, and rival sons in Cincinnati and we'll discuss that, but man, you really went on the road. Where did uh, your concert season start? Because I know you've, you traveled to go see Pearl Jam a couple times, Chili Peppers. So where does, where does your, uh, summer of 
concerts begin. Well, I was just telling Bob this. I think this was my reaction this year to the couple years of, uh, of COVID, of not much going on, that when all this got announced, I'm like, I'm going to everything, mm-hmm. everything I want to go to. Gotcha. And it, it all started uh, when we went to go see Greta Van Fleet and Rival Sons down in Cincinnati. That was kind of the show that kicked it all off. So we did that before we went to Goodbye June? Yeah, that was, ju- that was oh my the goodness, end, of, end of July. And I remember on the car ride, you said, no, this is like starting a crazy, crazy few weeks for me. I forgot about that. So that was the first one. Yeah, it was the first show. And and tell them, because I say it, I say it all the time on the air. I say it all the time on this podcast. How good was that Greta and Rival show? It was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've probably talked about it before. A couple times, but yeah. But I haven't seen a show with that much energy and, and that type of crowd in quite a long time. I know, man. And it was actually kind of really cool to see because the crowd was relatively young and it felt, it really did feel like this was a show that was the first rock show that a lot of these people had been to. And it was easily, it had to be close to 20,000 people strong. Whatever that place holds, it was it was at the max. And, you know, towards the, from a Gen Xer here, towards the end of the 80s and into the 90s a little bit, there was a stigma when it came to arena rock, you know. That is that a is that a plane? Remember R- Arena Rock. Gotcha. Here he comes, oh yeah. Fly pattern by some Modellos too. So you talk about people not bringing <laughs> snacks, Bob. Dorsey <laughs> brought one. Where's that plane from, bro? It's from Dallas. Ooh, yeah, that's where all my exes are. Eighty four souls. Mm-hmm. Two hot chicks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twice and, as many as Philly. And, and Maybe a milk. The guy wasn't sure. Was, okay. The guy. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't even have to like he, translate. He wasn't anymore. sure whether or not she was hot or whether or not she was a mom. Right. I, 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 don't, really I don't even have to translate this anymore with this new look. So that's uh, cornbread uh, donated the, the the mic stand, and then so that's what we're that's how we're doing it now. We isn't it cool, Bob? It's like it's it's now they can hear you. I don't have to repeat it. But it's still faint enough where the joke is still good. Okay. Arena rock. There was a little bit of a stigma when it comes to arena rock because you think of like the overprocessed bands, the the journeys and the Bostons and, and stuff like that. That's that's what people call arena rock when I was growing up. All right. So nothing and I love those bands. But do you but remember do you remember what I turned to you and said when we were watching that? It felt like Queen. Yes. This felt like yes. Queen. Yeah. There, and there's another great arena slash stadium. There's certain venues where it's a different feel for Queen. And it's, that's kind of what Greta is. To see them inside. So when I explain, I guess my point is, when I explain the show to people, they're like, that sounds like arena rock. And I'm like, you know what? Damn it. It is arena rock. And it was really, really entertaining. And to see the outdoorsy. You've seen them outside, even before this summer. We don't have to skip ahead too far, but there is a difference with Greta inside and yeah, outside. So they're still good. So I saw them before this at the Bumberry Festival down in Cincinnati outdoor show, and it was great. But this was a whole other level indoor in an arena setting. So after we had saw that show, and we'll get to the, the exact concert and the setup for it later, but I had a chance to see them again this summer, later in the summer, at an outdoor festival. And I was curious as to whether or not that same right. energy would exist. What did exist was the same crowd. When I looked around, and, and so it's hard to explain. There was like two stages side by side, two main stages. And, um, you know, I was kind of leaning. I was like a little bit over on the Greta side 
so I could catch some of that, then make my way over to the other stage so I could see Pearl Jam later on. Right. But, You're uh, a bit of a Pearl Jam Just fan. a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So as we, um, as we were over on this side, you know, and it's getting closer and closer to them coming on stage, um, you, you start seeing the people moving in. Right. You start seeing the people moving in to get in their position, and it was a lot of young yeah, chicks. I, <laughs> that's It was. It was. With glitter on their face. With, <laughs> with glitter yeah, on glitter. their face. Yes. Oh, all right. So... Greta, indoors, outdoors. We covered it. What? One last thing about Greta, then we can move on. I, I, I have a hard time. I, I think you and I, like maybe some other people that are listening to this, we're a little early to that party still. Because as much as we're familiar with Greta and we witnessed that huge show with 20,000 people in Cincinnati, uh, there was a lot of people that saw Greta at this second show I was at for the first time. And we're like, whoa, I've never heard of these guys. These guys are awesome. So as much as you and I think that they've arrived, Isn't that something? they are Isn't still it? growing and that's, still building. That's crazy to think that they can sell out arenas at this point. And even Eddie Trunk made that comment and nicely done with giving our boys South of Eden. That started a nice little thread <laughs> there. But uh, even other bands were commenting on your original post. I don't know if you caught that or not. But, I mean, he even said they're selling out arenas. So he, we, we're all noticing the same thing. They were when in Toledo you, last night. Oh, that, that was the Toledo show the was Toledo last show night. Toledo show was last night. That's right. Okay. So, Pearl Jam. You've seen them twice this summer. What number of shows was that? What, where are we at now on uh, Pearl that, Jam? That was show number nine and show number ten. Very good. Nicely yeah. done. And you're, uh, you're he's a ten member. Yeah, ten club you, member. Ten club member. And, I mean, that's how you helped get me on the floor. Yeah. Once. That's really I, the only way you can do it. Which was uh, still in debt for. Got a McCready pick out of it. and uh, But, no. So Pearl Jam, the, the status of Pearl Jam, because we know Eddie was kind of, he had some problems there vocally with that whole thing. With, was, it, was it volcanoes or something that was? It was those forest wildfires. No, the, the wildfires. They had over in Europe. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's just like the Europeans to always mess everything up. I know. <laughs> it's always look there. My dad says always keep an eye on Europe. But no, so you saw Pearl Jam twice. How, does the, how do these shows rank? Because you even made the comment, eh, they, were, there was, they were great. But they're, they're getting a little shorter now, aren't they? And my boys in Metallica, I see where they're playing two-hour shows now, and they've kind of yeah, cut it you know, back a little bit. All, all the years, so I'd say shows one through eight that I've seen of Pearl Jam were 30 song sets, right? two-and-a-half, three-hour shows. Now, they are cutting back just a little 25-song sets. Okay, you know wow. what I mean? Okay, so well, just yeah. a tad. Okay, yeah. Just a tad. But also, I think um, one thing I noticed – this time is if you ever pay attention on social media, they will post the the um, set list right. online for you to see. And there's little red dots next to certain songs. For the first time ever, they had tuned down a little bit to help Eddie in his voice. Because here's the other thing. He also went on one hell of a run. I can't wait to hear about it. Here he comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern bound. Is that from Seattle? Say it's from Seattle. No. Okay, no. New York. 102 souls. One hot chick. There's a hot chick on there. It came in low, too. That was only 1,800 feet. Oh, I kind of slipped my new thing now. And the jackass genius guys are the ones that came up with this. They want elevation? No, no, that'll be your story. (laughs) They want elevation. No, how high are those people? So (laughs) (laughs) I like the elevation. We we got a couple different ways we can go that that way, Bob. So, no, go ahead. Back to Eddie Vedder and, and the way he's kind of... 
it, it scaled down a little bit, just a tad. But um, but again, he went on a hell of a run there. So um, he had just played. Um, actually, when I first saw him, it was in Nashville on a Friday night. So that was the run of three shows in a row, like with no rest. Oh wow! Okay. He, so he did Nashville, Louisville, and then St. Louis. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. And um, and the know, two shows you saw were Nashville, Nashville and, Louisville and Louisville at the at the Bourbon and Beyond Festival. Right. He had a great line at the Bourbon and Beyond because yeah. you said there was a lot of. Were there more? Uh, messed up people than at the Devo show at the fair. No, no, not, okay, okay. nowhere near Devo at the <laughs> okay. Ohio State Fair. <laughs> okay, but because right, that was, we'll never forget that. But one. there were some people that had been partying hard all day. So you know, Eddie kind of having the eagle eyes view of what's going on. You know, he could see if there's some issues because you know you get little pockets right. of people being like, "What's going on with this dude?" So uh, you know, while while we're waiting for him to get checked out, the people get checked out, make sure they're okay. Eddie's like, uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm not sure if it was the bourbon or the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. And before we get to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bob, Dorsey and I saw uh, it was Devo at the Ohio State Fair. And I, how many, I don't know how many years that was. It has that to be was, close to 10, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There were like overdoses happening. There was Taking like people out on stretchers, stretchers, and people foaming at the mouth. Yeah, it it really was, and it was the most one. It was a great show, especially if you like Devo, and it's it was fun. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was they fun. were amazing. They, yes, totally well, unexpected though. Right, but just like all the things happening, and not just happening there, like like right in front of Dorsey and I, like in our row, in front of us and behind us, it was happening everywhere. I've never seen anything like that. So, okay. Red Hot Chili. Oh, can I have another uh, Modelo? Yes, of course. Please. Mm. Little product placement here. Oh, yeah. Look, there you go. Oh, dude even brought his own. Is that a nutcracker as well? Is that? No, no. It's the uh, plug-in. My bad. It oh. looked, almost looked like you had the... the uh, I was like, no, we don't have... A nutcracker, Bob. You look at me like I was talking <laughs> French. You know what it... I don't know why, but it looked... The way, the way it was shaped, it almost looked like a nutcracker. Have you ever seen a nutcracker before, Dorsey? You know what a nutcracker is, I do, right? I do. Because, I mean, I don't know. Bob. Tall, it's not like just tall hat, beard. No, see, no, forget it. Just forget it. If you guys don't. <laughs> this used to be a big deal, man. You know, before every, you know, you could just have your nuts already cracked for you. I mean. I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes. When I was growing up, Dorsey, down, down in Marietta, we had to crack our own nuts, man. All right? I don't know what kind of spoon-fed lives you and Bob have been leading, but we were we were cracking our own nuts. And it, it was. Tell me, tell me about the Red Hut. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, uh, Chili Peppers. I've had the opportunity to see them several times, and I didn't go. And I didn't go strictly for the fact that at the, the time that I had the opportunity to go, John Fushanti was no longer in the band. He had left. And uh, it's kind of funny. This will come full circle, actually. That, and, that doesn't and, happen often on so the in, show. Instead so of, we're excited. Instead of uh, John Fushanti being in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, once he left, Josh Klinghoffer. Right, uh, became the guitar player. Well, Josh, great guitar player in his own yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's cool. He's, he's but no it's not the same. It's no, not the same. No, no, no. no and I'm no. like, well, I only want to see the Chili Peppers if John comes back. Well, John came back, and actually, the Chili Peppers were supposed to play at the Sonic Temple Festival here in Columbus. Yep. And uh, you know, COVID screwed all that up. So uh, that's where I was going to go see them. Um, so then, once they rescheduled everything, they played Detroit at uh, Tiger Stadium. Mm-hmm. So I went up there to see that show. And the full circle part is after Josh uh, kind of got the polite brooming from the Chili Peppers, right. he became the touring guitarist with Pearl Jam. 
So he, yeah, so he's out with Pearl Jam on tour. Klinghoffer is. I, I did know that. Yeah. 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 So that's what I was telling you. Why it, did they add? I mean, what the? I they're don't not, know. They're not Iron Maiden. Uh, I think I need I, a third. Pearl Jam doesn't need you know one Iron Maiden, be he, honest He did you. a variety of things because I was kind of curious too. Like, is he just going to play guitar the whole time? But no, right. he was doing some percussion and, and just all kinds of different things. I think it was just kind of a solid like, hey, man, you lost your gig. Right. You know, because he, I think he also worked with Eddie on his solo record. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Got, well, yeah, he just kind of needed a kick. That's cool, yeah. man. Well, you know, Clapton used to do that for uh, Billy, for Billy man, for Billy. Yeah. So, and you saw Clapton too. Okay, tell me about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and how that was. No, so it was everything that I that I had hoped it would be. You know, it was, uh, they, they were pretty heavy on their hits. Uh, being Detroit, which is the home state, or I'm sorry, home city of Chad Smith, the drummer, and then, you know, Anthony Kiedis being from the state up north as well. Yeah. You know, they put a little something special on. So they played they played more of their, their hits at this show than they had in other cities on this tour. And, uh, no, it was great. It was everything I'd hoped it would be. I was glad I got to see them because I don't know if I'll get to see them again, and you never know when John's going to be in the band, not right. in the band. Right. Well, good. I'm glad because you know I, mean? I know you're a fan. And yeah, I know so, that's... so I marked that off the box. But you and I talk about this a lot. When it comes to the Chili Peppers, it's almost like they have two sides to them. They have the side that's very bluesy and more of the rock and roll, I, I feel. like that side. That's I do side, like that's that the side. side I like, I like too. that side. I like that. This other side, then they got, then I don't they got, like. They got the hip-hop, funk kind of side, mm. which is like you got to, you know. Or... Or the California side gibberish. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was my David Letter, Letterman impression. No, it's not gibberish. It's not gibberish. But they do. It's it's a there's a dichotomy there. There, there is absolutely one. All right. So now Eric Clapton. What did you think of the Clapton show? Uh, Clapton was amazing, and the only way that I could explain that is watching him play guitar, even at 77, 78 years old, whatever whatever he is yeah. now. He plays guitar phenomenally, just effortlessly. So, like, just like you and I would get up in the morning and make a cup of coffee and we don't even think about it, that's how he plays guitar. Like, it just, he just does it. Like, he doesn't even have to and, think about and it. And this will be the one time that I... Because we've been cutting back on the cussing. Sure. I don't know if you've picked up on this door. So, I'm trying, we're trying to get a sponsor. Especially Bob. Bob needs one. He works so hard on Clean this Clean it show. up a little bit, right? We're trying to. <laughs> but, but, and this will be... This, might, and this is going to be the last time that I cuss on this show. Like, seriously, I don't believe, I don't believe no, that. It, it, this is when, Cla and this is something about Clapton. I've, I've been able, I've been lucky enough to see him twice when he comes out on stage. He is the coolest motherfucker on the planet. And there's, and, and it's weird. And I know there's, you talk about how he's kind of a lightning rod is Clapton. Just the way he, he has treated people. I, I don't, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of history with Clapton, but when he walked, dude, I just, he is. He's something else. I mean, that's almost like a Beatle. That's yeah. almost like a Beatle when he walks out there. He's on a Beatles record, so. Yes, yes. While my guitar gently weeps, Bob, and, you know, but no, there's something about him. When he walks out, it's just a presence. There's only, uh, I think, Paul and obviously Ringo, Keith and Mick and Ron. I get that. And, and Plant. And it's definitely guys, one of those things where, you, where, you, where you're seeing something that you right. know is special. Right. That we'll never see right. again. Right. And and you know what? I've thrown those other people in there, and that's that's not even fair to Clapton. Clapton is Beatles Stones big. Yeah. And you see why they call him Slowhand. It's the most chill, cooler than anyone else in the room style of guitar. He's just and that's why dude, Eddie. He was a dick to Eddie and the stuff that he did. But those guys still love him. Isn't that yeah. crazy? <sighs> that's awesome, Dorsey. I'm glad you got to see him too. Yeah, so that so Chili Peppers were off the list, the uh, bucket list. 
Clapton off the bucket list. Um, we already talked about Pearl Jam, Greta. Let's let's go back to the Greta show for a minute. Let's talk about Rival Sons. Yes, let's do. And uh, you and I have another date with those guys coming up here at the end of October. They probably, Dorsey, right now. I think Rival Sons might be might be my favorite band right now. Did you give, so have, have you... That might be my favorite band. Have you band. talked yet about uh, David from Lovesick Radio's comment about J.B. Buchanan? I haven't. I haven't. And I, But I've told other people about it. I was just telling Dave, man, about that. I go... So I was talking about the dude from Lovesick Radio, David, and, and how he said to me, on the air even, yeah. I played it on the air, he said, this is my generation's, and he was referring to Jay Buchanan, this is my generation's Paul Rogers. And at the time, I was like, whoa. What, you know, and I love when people make statements like that because I love to do that myself. And as the weeks have kind of rolled on, and I'll hear some, and I'll, I'll hear a free song, or I'll hear a Bad Company song, or a Rival Sun song, I'm like, holy cow, man, he's right. He's right. I mean, he's that good. Well, and and again, we saw it on display there in Cincinnati. For as great as they are, they're still under the radar. Isn't that amazing? They're still ripe for an explosion. It, and they've been at it for 10 years. But as I, I, like I try to tell people, and those albums are awesome. Yeah. Those, those records are great. But something happened on this Feral Roots record. And if they can channel that into the next one. I, exactly. And I've, I've said this on the show that I feel even radio that we've let them down as far as when you listen to Feral Roots. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you, there's it, it, the song, the title track, and there's a couple other songs on there that's like, oh, my God, we're too bad. And just these these songs are, are they sound huge, man. They sound huge. And it's unfortunate that it's. Well, look, man, we went to go see them and and uh, and Greta, and you had all the the older dudes just kind of hanging out there to see Rival Sons, and then you know then the house filled up and it was and it was Greta's turn. I just it, it blows. They're better than every other any of these other bands that we're going to mention. Oh, yeah. They're oh, yeah. better than any of these other bands we're going to mention. I told Bob, Bob, are you out there? Yeah. Bob's having a smoke break. All right, so check this out. Back me up. We, Bob and I were just having a conversation about Jay Buchanan. Who did I and, and I said I'm not going to say it around Dorsey, but if I have you say it around Dorsey, it's not a big deal. What did I say? I said they're almost the they're the be, next best thing since what what band did I say, Bob? I'm sorry, Arch. Fucking Pearl Jam. That's the last time I'm cussing. Oh. I said Pearl because they have almost there's a perfection to them live, Dorsey. He, Bob said it himself. He goes. Jay Buchanan just sounds amazing oh, yeah. every single time you hear him. And you get that from Eddie. You, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? You, 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 you listen to a Pearl Jam album and you watch them live. It's the same. Son of a gun. It's, it's actually, it's, it's almost better. It's, it's almost better. And so's Jay Buchanan. Yeah, I said, it's almost better. I said, they give off, the, they give off this vibe. It's, it reminds me of Pearl Jam and just how they, it's... I don't know, man. They're, they're, well, uh, we're going to continue to spread the gospel I, I of Rival so. Sons. Oh, don't be mad because I, I threw out the, the No, that's a, good, that's a great comparison. It, it's just when I, when I see them live, I'm like, wow, that's, that's huge. Because when you, when you talk about the, the, those early Pearl Jam shows and the one at the Newport and what my friends were conveying to me when they came back, it was like it, it, the sound was damn near perfect if you listen to that first Pearl Jam record and that show that happened at the Newport. If you if you compare it to ten, I guess it was off the chart. They sounded like they sound on their albums, but like you said, even better. Because I think if you can sound like you sound on your albums without the help of tools like the kids use today, that that means you're 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 in a different 
you're in a different stratosphere as far as a band goes. And I think Rival Sons is one of those bands. Yeah, and that's why I, I can't wait for the show in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. you're under pressure in time, and I mean that just celebrate. You know, it was its tenth anniversary a year or two ago, and you're like, "Holy cow!" They're just what a great band. What other? What other? Uh, you know what? Speaking of other bands, we should talk about Goodbye Judas, yeah, especially just, since we've got since Bob. we've got Bob here, and he's up twenty five percent more. So. Bob, why don't you start us off on Goodbye June? I mean, come on, Bob. You're on that upper end of the demo when it comes to people who who like this music. I mean, wh- why do you like it? I mean, we're on, dude. We've got all. We've got like three generations right here, and we should say why we like Goodbye June. Go ahead and say it, Bob. Yeah, they remind me of, of, of older hard rock. Yeah. I mean, they just they just kill it, and 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 they everything sounds different. I mean, you know, the guy's voice isn't the same on every song. So you don't get the feeling that you're hearing the, the same thing over He's an over artist. Again. They're artists. They really are. Yeah, and that, and that Tyler just kills it on the guitar. He's, he's, he puts on a show. Just he's becoming one of our favorite guitarists here in the garage. And I, I like it because um, there's, a, there's a nod to some of the bands that I like. And, and I, I can see that's why it's the harder rock stuff. And we don't have, we don't have anybody that does trains. Right? We don't have anybody that does trains. <laughs> Dorsey, why do you? I mean, you're thirty something. Why do you, why do you dig Goodbye June? We like it because it reminds us of the harder stuff. It reminds us well, yeah, of that be, early ACDC. Or uh, okay, because let's be honest, and this may be an unpopular opinion with some of the people that listen to this podcast. Rock music from the last twenty years is shit. It is. It's shit, and it's refreshing to hear a true, straight up rock and roll band full of energy and full of youth. Can I can I t- tell them about how what, is it? like top secret information, like what you and I were studying as far as like the last 20 years in rock. No, it's not top secret. So Dorsey and I were just kind of, we, we did this thing where we went through the top, however many, like hundreds, like the top 100 of that, of each year when it came to rock. And we were like, what, what sounds good to us? Not a lot. Not, 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 not a lot. Here it comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern Did you hear that? Because that could be Heartland's mower. He did mow at night one time in the last episode. It's a craftsman. <laughs> what is that, Bob? I hear something. Okay. That's the train? That's a train. Yeah. Wow. Does that not sound like a plane, Dorsey? How many we've hot had, chicks are on the train? Yeah, how many hot chicks are on the train? Dude, we've had, I've had there's a... There's probably none. I've right? had a Modelo and a there's half. A, there's one hobo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's into it. No, I, I've had a Modelo and a half. That, I, that sounded... I heard the train. I referenced... I'm the guy that referenced the train. But I thought I heard a plane as... No, that's a train. My bad. That's a train. That's a, that's a train. And I'll go back. Uh, you know, there are exceptions to that statement. There are a few, but there are few and far in between. Dorsey, there was less than, There was, I mean, honestly, yeah, but there's God, not bro. a lot. There's not a lot at all. Would you say the there were 30, 30 songs? We, 30 songs. We struggled to find 30 songs that we felt. So here was the assignment, Bob. The assignment was, let's look through the last 20 years and let's find songs. What songs from the last 20 years will people still want to listen to 30 years from now. Boom. And it was like, ooh. And it wasn't much, dude. It no. wasn't much. And, and quite honestly, Archie at QFM96.com, if you think of something, tell us. Because I guarantee we looked at it and said it was shit. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, 
<laughs> well, I didn't mean to say that. That's the last time I'm cussing on the show. Well, this new wave of classic rock slash iconic rock, that, 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 this is it, man. This is it. I mean, this is the last swing for rock, too. I don't think I listen to anything within the last 20 years. No, no. And now you're listening to these bands. You like South of Eden. You like Dirty Honey. You like Greta. He's not the biggest Greta fan, but we'll just, we're going to count that anyway. But you like Goodbye June, and you like Rival Sons. I mean, it's out there. Whatever this movement is, whatever they want to call it, it is happening. And, and, and it just goes full circle like Dorsey said we would, and you can take it to a different circle. But I, I, I really think with that whole Greta Van Fleet, and you got 20,000 people in an arena, but there's still people that probably could fill a stadium for these guys in the next five, six years. Well, let's, They're uh, not done. Their journey's not done. So, so again, we're, we are so on the ground and on top of this stuff that I think I forget sometimes... And I, I think the bands, not all the bands, but like, for instance, when we saw Goodbye June, maybe it was just me, but didn't you guys get the, the impression that I don't think they even realize, like, where they're at and <laughs> right. where, where they could be going? Right. They just almost seem like, right. like this, you know, this, this is, we're just doing a gig and, you know, we're just going across the country playing these clubs. You know, I, I just don't think they understand like, like, how much we appreciate them and well, no, where like, this is going. Right. Like, you know, I don't think they, like, in their mind, like, at any moment, this could just spark. And then next thing you know, they're never playing somewhere that small again. And they never will. That, I, I have brought it up on this show. And it was almost following the Goodbye June concert at the basement. And that's where that show happened earlier this summer, gang. And you've heard us talk about it. But five years, almost to the date, Greta Van Fleet played at the basement. And a few weeks before that show, Dorsey and I saw him in an arena. Yeah. Sold out. So something is happening. So I say it all the time, Dorsey. I'm glad you're here to kind of reaffirm what I try so, to say on this. And I try to say from 3 to 7, Monday through Friday, is there, there is something. Something is going on. So yeah, it's it, out there. It's it out is. there. So I, I don't. We've so, been waiting so long for Let this me bring stuff. up someone else who none of us have had the luck to see yet. But I know we all want to. And I'm hearing that Bob is a fan as well. Let's not forget Marcus King. Yeah. This new Youngblood record that came out. It's, yeah. It is solid. It is solid. And again, when you talk about wearing your influences on your sleeve, I mean, he's got it. Dorsey brings that up. And this, so Marcus King, and then we're going to, this, honest to God, this will put a bow on it. Because every single band that has been mentioned, all right, Ask them who they're listening to, because I have. I asked Goodbye June. I asked the, the, the singer from Dirty Honey. I've asked, I, I've asked people, who do you like? What are you into? Every one of them says Marcus King. Every one of them says Marcus King. So he's kind of a, you know, in the comedy world, he's a, he's a comedian's comedian. You know what I mean? He's a comics comic. But he is. He's an artist. artist. These, these folks like, well, you know who that was? That was Clapton. That was Clapton. Clapton was the guy that maybe didn't get the headlines, but everybody wanted to work with him, and everybody pulled from him as far as being an original artist. And I think that's what Marcus does. Because everybody, you know, we talk about Billy Strings all the time. Billy Strings, he loves Marcus King. And that summertime video that we watch all the time in here with Billy Strings and Marcus King, Marcus King is special. 
He's super dude. I'm so glad you brought him up because that puts a bow on this whole thing because everybody we mentioned loves this cat. And everybody. They sh- and they should. <laughs> everybody. Because he's great. And um, uh, again, not to beat a dead horse, but the these are all bands that are still on their way to being recognized by the masses. Like it's like Greta is of all the bands. Greta's the one that has the most recognition. They were the first out of the gate, right? They're the ones that get the most recognition. But every single one of these other bands, they still have room to grow. And I think as more and more hear them, and more and more people get a chance to see them and hear us talk about them, and get to go see them for themselves, I think they're the crowds are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, all of these bands, I think, we'll see on a bigger level. I agree. I agree. And I still think our boys south of Eden are going to be at the top of this food chain when it when the when the dust settles, when the dust settles. Yeah. I, 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 I believe that with all my heart, I really do. So, but there's so many good bands out there right now, and yes, we are, you know, we're biased in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of good bands here in town, well, look, man. Don't, don't let and me. A lot of them have been in this damn garage. Well, look, I don't want to stir it all up again, right? But just. Bear with me for a second, right? What happened when Nirvana broke to industry, the music industry, right? What happened? All of a sudden, the labels shift their focus from the Sunset Strip style bands to... Remember, there's all those jokes about how all, all the record label guys all of a sudden cut their hair and... Started, you know, wearing, wearing flannel, wearing flannel. Yeah, man. You know well, it happened. So that's it what happened. I mean. So all it's going to take is for a couple of these bands to blow up big enough to turn the tide where everyone's going to be cashing in their, their, right. you know, screamo stuff and, and cashing in on the new stuff and looking for new bands that fit that profile. That's awesome. That's a good, that's, that's okay. Boom. We're done with that. And I'm glad you're here to talk about it. Cause there's only a few cats I can talk about that with. And because honestly, Dorsey, I, I still contend you we're we're chapter one, dude. We're because and and everything that's happening here, and and you think about the people on the radio end. I'm saying we're chapter one, just because there's there's only a few stations that are doing this, man. And I think I think we're ahead of it, and I think everybody else is going to kind of kind of hop in on this because there are some there's some real talent right now. And if it doesn't happen now, dude, when's it going to happen? This is it. This is it, folks. Well, this is it. This there, is Rock's last swing. There's pe- it ain't dead. There's people out there. Um, I'll give a shout to Mark Gorman, who's Dirty Honey's manager. I'll give a shout to Ted Hofstra, who is, he's Marcus, Marcus. He's Marcus yeah. King's manager. He's Greta's manager. Yeah. There's people out there that know that these artists are stars and know that this music is amazing, and they're working hard to get out there and to help spread the word. And I think radio tells the story better than anybody else. That's what we do better than anybody else. It's better than streaming. It's better than satellite. It's it's we tell the story better. So I, I just I'm hoping it I'm hoping this all works out. But it sure is fun, isn't it, Doors? And it I is. love discovering all these new bands. And and we're we're discovering some of these bands. I mean, Justin Young was the guy that told us about Goodbye Goodbye June. Mm-hmm. I mean, they these guys know what's going on. I think to a certain extent, Dorsey's right. They know they're onto something, but I don't think they know to. It's not affected them yet to the point where, like the Goodbye June guys, they just they were on a tour, man. They're on a tour. They're trying to make it, and it's like, wow, no, guys, you're you're getting there. Something special's happening. Just keep going. 
and you know, this is a point I make too in the whole radio versus streaming argument, right? Anybody can submit their music and anybody can have their music streamed. Yeah. Radio, you have to be acknowledged <laughs> to get played on the radio. <laughs> right? Someone has to say you're good enough to be played on the radio. You know, Carmen Imperial, you could stream Carmen Imperial for those of them. There's a reference for you. Oh, Look him up. Goodness. Yeah, do, do that. Do yourself a favor. Look him up. But anybody can stream. Don't, Bob. I'm just Don't saying anybody can stream. Radio still is selective, and, and it's, a, it's a privilege to be on the radio, to be recognized as being worthy enough to be presented to an audience. Boom. The one thing I do want to talk about, Doris, before we scoot, and I'm not doing a, a give me five, but I want to check and make sure. Here he comes, oh yeah, it's flight pattern bound. I want to make sure we get this flight before we do our final story. Oh, Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Come on, Bob. 168. Okay. No, he just said three chicks. He didn't say they were hot. Okay. Three hot chicks. Okay. All right. And a milk. And a milk. Four. Okay. It's percentages. One sixty-eight. Bob, that's the second time. I'm, it, that's two episodes in a row where there was a hot mom with her daughters there. Oh, that's true. That's true. So we got a party of three out of circle, the four. Circle of life is complete. No, you're right, Doris. All right. I do want to talk about the second Taylor Hawkins tribute concert that went down. This at the time of this recording was last night at the Forum in L.A. So we're looking at it was almost six hours too, and I last on last week's show I did touch on uh, the uh, the Wembley show in London, which I thought was amazing, but it was very accessible. Like I was and and Dorsey full credit. I mean he's the one that like texted me that morning and said, "Hey man, that's going down. Check it out. You know, hop online." And I did, and I caught all that. I caught a lot of stuff, and there was a lot of fan videos that were happening. And I was just I remember sitting here in the garage just watching YouTube, just just trying to catch up with everything that was going on, and some of the fan videos were really, really cool. Um, so then last night, uh, did you, it was it, like, you're going to have to pay for this one, right? And well, this I'm is- not sure what's going to end up with it, but I tried to find it anywhere and everywhere, and I couldn't. So I, I didn't get to see any. So here's the only way I was able to follow along, the LA Times. Yeah, Dorsey was sending me yeah. like, they, they kind of did live you, updates on their website. radio were dinosaurs, Bob. Print? <laughs> Holy cow, print? People who write? No, LA Times on their website was doing like an update every time something would happen and write, letting you know what was going on, who was on stage. And that's how I knew what was happening. And then it wasn't until the day today, this right. morning, started when, seeing when you start to see the fan videos and, and people posting stuff. So some of the things that happened, uh, Wolfgang again uh, was on there and played some Van Halen. And actually starting the show was Grohl's daughter, correct? Mm -hmm. She sang Hallelujah, I I believe. So Wolfgang played. You had Joe Elliott, Phil Collin, uh, Rick Savage of Def Leppard. And then they had some dudes from uh, Weezer involved. But they did Rock of Ages photograph Miley Cyrus. I wish Heartland was here. He's the only guy I know. Does he like Miley? Yeah, but not for like not for what she did last night. Not for night. her talents. Right. Not for what she did last night. He's yeah, he's got a whole other thing there with her. Okay. But uh, let's see. So that happened. 
Uh, um, Wolfgang, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Go ahead and stop me at any time because there's so that, much was, that happened. I think it I was kind of at the top when Joan Jett did Cherry Bomb, right? That's with right. Travis Barker. With Travis Barker of Blink-182. Yeah. They did Cherry Bomb, and they also did Bad Reputation. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. I did. I haven't either, but I'm just I'm reading the, sure. uh, the actual news story here, so that's gotcha. how I get it. Um, so Joe Elliott, Phil Collin, Rick Savage, we talked about that. Nikki Six and Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Plus, they had Derek Day of Classless Act uh, led the foos through a version of Live Wire and Home Sweet Home. I, I, I mean, they must be high on those guys. You know what I mean? So what's, yeah, this whole classless act, and you, you've kind of talked about them with me before. You're like, you were hip to it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was kind of, they, they're the, I've open, heard the, they're name. the opening band. They're the opening band for the stadium tour. So they were before so Joan Jett on the what stadium that, right. tour. And remember, Vince Neil did that that's song right. with them. That's okay. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm back to square one with that. Yeah. But this guy sang, and I was like, well, why wouldn't you have Vince Neil? There. Well, because I, I like I told you, it it was a tribute show. All right, you got to, you got to be. Damn it, Dorsey. See, so, <laughs> but but as good of a singer as this guy was, you know what? He's not. He's not early eighties Vince. He ain't Vince. You know. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather still hear Vince. Yeah. I'd rather and hear you know Vince. What? Let's. Oh, let's, well, that's let's, probably let's, the first time that's been said this summer. Well, let's go ahead and be those guys. I bet Taylor Hawkins would have rather had Vince, no matter boom. what shape. Boom, he's in. boom, boom, boom. Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age. He was back, uh, hooked up with Elliot Easton of the Cars. I haven't seen this yet. Uh, they did Shake It Up and Just What I Needed. Homme's version of Let's Dance was my single favorite moment from the Wembley one. I, I, I Dude, that was and, so and, and freaking. You, and you, know you said it. And I you love said the Let's it. Dance album. And you said it, though. Like We never, we never thought about that. But Boom. the moment you heard it, you're like, whoa, yeah. perfect fit. It is. It's, it's like when I heard someone compare... Jay Buchanan to Paul Rogers, yeah. right, David? So that was one of those deals where it was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Hearts, Nancy Wilson, and Pink were back by the foos. They did Barracuda. Pink appeared a, a couple different times. She was awesome. Amazing. She's, she's really good. And, and let's take a moment here to recognize that it's not easy to sing Ann Wilson songs. Right. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, Pink, she's got the chops to do it. A lot of feet, and I talked about this last week, a lot of females on this uh, on this. I don't want to say card, but on the lineup here, and I'll be honest, one of my favorites. And I always, and people always say her name. I say her name wrong. I say Alanis. It's a oh, it's Alanis. Yeah, yeah, yeah Morissette. And I thought she was. Oh, she phenomenal. still kills. I thought she. she I thought she sounded amazing. One of my favorites. She was one of my favorites from this one. I thought not my all time favorite because Dorsey, this is one of my what do we call those? Uh, guilty pleasure is a guilty pleasure. And they had the dude. So this is so cool. They had the dude from Level Forty Two sing with them because I guess Taylor liked something about you that song. Which I mean, his na guy's name's Mark King, gotcha. and uh, he's a great bass play bass player. And I dude, I love that song so much when I was growing up. That Here it's kind of cool. it comes. Doesn't even matter. Fly pattern, Bob. Bringing up a uh, childhood memory. Doesn't matter, Dorsey. <laughs> Bob, where's that plane out of? Houston. Oh, another one out of Tejas. 164. Two hot chicks. Okay. And a gilf. There's a gilf on that. Gilf. Yeah. Do you don't get many of those, dude? No, oh, Bob gets some of them. <laughs> don't you, Bob? That's a whole other. <laughs> no, okay. All right. So Sebastian Bach, Lars Ulrich, and Geezer Butler 
Dorsey, and you're a big Sabbath oh, guy. Yeah, super how cool they did Supernaut. Supernaut. And they also did Paranoid. But how cool was that? That was really cool. Um, what a great lineup, you know, put on stage. I think that's like you've talked about how much you enjoyed the Wembley, and yeah. you're and you're right. I think they set the bar really, really high at Wembley. But I think some of the groups, the groupings on stage here in LA. We're, we're a little... I get it. You know what I mean? I get we're it. We're a little more in awe, you know what I'm saying, to think about the particular people. Think about that lineup. Sebastian I, I, Bach, I know. Geezer Butler, Lars... In L.A. Dave Grohl. In L.A. Right. Which is awesome. But I think, once again, for guys my age, and I think what made that Wembley show so special is it kind of caught us off guard. Well, and it was... That's late, when late it Monday happened. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, one on a flipping Tuesday. Right. I was... Yeah, why would they do that? I don't know. I, why would they? I think, yeah, whatever. They should have done the one in America first. They they should have. They should have. Well, whatever. Alex Lifeson, Getty Lee of Rush. Uh, they played with uh, Danny Carey of Tool, which I thought was really, uh, really cool. Uh, Chad Smith joined in on that as well. Can I tell you my thought uh, every time? And tell me if I'm wrong. Have you ever seen anybody attempt to play Rush songs on the drums that aren't in workout gear? <laughs> you know, you never see some dude come up in a t-shirt and jeans and ready to play some. Old, nah, they come up, old. they got the la- athletic shorts, they're ready. tank top. You're they in. know what they're in. For. They're <laughs> that is a great point, man. Like, yes, wear a helmet, put a mouthpiece in because yep. there's only one Neil Peart. All right, so there's that one. Uh, Brian May, Roger Taylor. Uh, they also did something. They did somebody love with uh, Pink. She's she's awesome, man. You know, she's one of those ones, and we talked about pop music in the last 20 years and stuff man i tell you what if she would have landed in a rock band somehow oh yeah you know david lee ross right about her she's one of the she's guy girl whatever she's one of the ones that could pull it off as far as being in a van halen or something like that you know i she's just she's she kicks ass she's man she's, she's so damn good uh the james gang them crooked vultures uh, Stuart Copeland, one of my all-time favorite drummers. But you know what? I didn't watch the one in Wembley. I didn't watch this one. I'm saving the James Gang, Dorsey. Yeah, I haven't yeah, watched I it. it. I don't want to because I, I know that um, Vets Aid is going to be so special here in Columbus that I just, I, I'm kind of holding off on that. I'm really, really excited about Vets Aid Ohio Doors. And I'm kind of glad that they are doing a couple shows before because it's kind of like the, they're, this, is, this is their rehearsals. This is their knock the dust off. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So they'll be, they got a couple under their belt now before they come here and play. So excited. So excited. Well, Dorsey, thank you so much. Hope you had a blast. Sure. Is there anything else we want to throw out? We want to give a shout out to, what, what do you want to talk Let's about? Let's hit one more thing on the Taylor Hawkins. Okay. Oh, yeah. We forgot about my grunge super group. Oh, talk about it, dude. What all happened? Chris Novoselic. Oh, my God, dude. Matt, I apologize. So Chris Novoselic of Nirvana. And Dave, t- Dave Grohl. Of Nirvana. Right. Matt Cameron of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Right. And Kim Thale of Soundgarden. And then Taylor Momsen sang that, right? Yeah, she did. Okay. So they they did Black Hole Sun, and they did Fell on Black Days. And again, you thought she did a good job. I thought she did a good job. I thought she did a good job, too. I thought she did a good job. But that's... Dorsey, there's certain things that no one can do. Exactly. And uh, what did we see today when we were watching the video that kind of set me off a little bit? 
Uh, she, oh my god! She was using right. she was oh, using I the forget. teleprompter oh, I for the lyrics of Black Hole Sun. That and I'm like, if like, you don't know the lyrics of that song, you dude, should not be covering. Bob, it. he like got he got pissed. Like he had to yeah. leave the studio. I yeah, forgot. No about way, that. no way. Like I wasn't noticing. It was a it was a fan video, and you, could, you it was from the back of the stage, so you could see her looking at the lyrics for Black Hole Sun. Dorsey lost his ever loving <laughs> mind, and he left. I'm like, oh my god, Archie. Okay, someone says to you, I know, Archie, we're doing a uh, we're doing a tribute concert. We'd like to have you come on stage. We want to have you sing uh we want to have you sing Romeo Delight. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know the words or do you need a teleprompter? I don't need a teleprompter, right. bro. I don't need a teleprompter. I could even go a little more mainstream. We want you to sing Jump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well yeah. yeah. But I, I'm glad you went deep. I'm glad you went deep on the VH. Only one person I know I can sing some Chris Cornell and do it justice, and he just so happens to reside right here in Columbus. Damn right. Mr. Ehob. Bomb Ron. You're right. You're right. You're right. Bob, isn't this great having Doris out? Yeah. I got one more Modelo. I've learned so much. I know. I know. Bob, thank you so much. Will you, I think, you know what? I'm going to read the text. We ever right. get any confirmation on whether or not that was a MILF? The guy wasn't sure. Did he ever follow up? No. No, no okay. it's not that. It's not that He's kind of app, Dorsey. Okay. So do the math. If Wednesday is the 12th, what would Friday be? Okay. Well, that's when the, the Jackass Genius show is going to happen. So they're all coming out on the 12th, Bob. So we'll release that on the 14th. I have no idea what's going to happen next week. Might just be me and Bob in here. Cornbread, Heartland. Heartland, he might come. Uh, last episode, we just heard him mowing <laughs> at night. In the background. He's got I a thought, light on that thing? He does. That's he what does. Bob said. Bob's, he, Bob's like, he's got his headlight on, Arch. It's cool. I fired it up because I thought, I was like, is that a plane? It's like the train. I'm like, is that, a, is that a plane? I hit it, and Bob's like, no, dude, it's nothing. That's Heartland mowing over there, and you could hear his mower in the background. All right. And Doris, before we scoot, how cool is it to have Dave Mann back in the studios at QFM 96? It's absolutely amazing. We got to make that statement. That is, that is, it is so cool to have Dave back. Folks, and, and you know how I've had Dave here in the garage a couple times here uh, the, this last season or two. And uh, he is back at QFM 96. He's on from 7 to midnight. Check him out, man. Monday through Friday. It's just, he, he him and Joe Show, those were my mentors. They really, truly were. Those, those were the guys that I came into this business with and I tried to be a sponge and pull the most from. Not as good, not half as good as either one of those two, but it is so good to have Dave Mann back at QFM 96. So I do want to make sure. Bob? Anything that you would like to say or everything good on your end? Are you selling anything? Do you have any appearances? No. No, Bob is nowhere. Dorsey, uh, we're, 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 what's going on? So we're going to see, uh, we're going to Rival see Sons Rival Sons at, at Bogarts at the end of October. Halloween. All right. Bob, when do you leave again? Or would you come to Bob's going away party maybe? We'll do that again, Dorsey. Possibly, did you come yeah. to the last one? Yeah. Right on. November 5th. <sighs> I have to look at the schedule. The I don't even the radio phone. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Might not be the same as last year, Bob. We do love you, though. I gave you a freaking microphone with 25% more audio, Bob. I appreciate that. You got it, brother. Are you going to do, like, in incremental raises <laughs> per year? <laughs> Make it 28%? No. 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 That, like, no. No. <laughs> exactly, Bob. <laughs> I'll have to check that out.